Hello and welcome to the True Potential Do More With Your Money podcast. Today it's episode 104 and today we're going to be talking about the cost of living crisis. Um, crisis what crisis? I'm joined by uh, an expert panel yet again. Uh, we've got George Bell, Jenny Hall and Neil Rayner. And for a change we've also got one of our colleagues dialing in from a faraway land, London. Um, so Chris, Welcome to the podcast. You just want to quickly explain why you're not here in sunny Newcastle. Yeah, no, good morning, everybody. Uh, so basically, I'm in London today for two reasons. The first reason is, is I live here. And the second reason, uh, which is much more important, is I'm actually visiting one of our fund manager partners. So I'm visiting UBS today. Uh, there's a couple of reasons for that, but maybe the reason that's most important to, to you as an end client is that I am filming a video with UBS. And there's a really good reason for that as well. It's because we are really excited about launching a new fund with UBS. And that video will give you information around you know, what are the key points around why we have the fund within the portfolios and a little bit more information around UBS, the team, the investment process, etc. And as well as that, just I uh, hope you don't mind if I, I do a bit more of a plug, but we're also going to be introducing two new other partners as well. So we'll be working with Waverton. So we'll be introducing a new fund with them next week and also with Pitay Asset Management as well. So the week after we'll be introducing five new funds. So certainly you know, from my perspective and I'm sure George's perspective and actually hopefully everyone in the business's perspective, it's a really exciting time for investment right now. Yeah, it is, Chris. I, I, absolutely, and it's a. Uh, it's been bugging me all morning when we've been talking that I can see that that picture is just slightly off centre behind you. It's it's not straight, and it's bugging me. But <laughs> sure, sure, you'll get a moment in, in in between talking to straighten that up. But what what we do have is we do have a serious topic in front of us today, which is the cost of living, and you know we, we've all we've all felt the pinch. I think the last couple of weeks. But before we dive into that, and obviously all of our little hints and tips of what we can do to maybe navigate through some of this is George if you want to give us a quick update with the markets how things are behaving and we'll maybe dial Chris back in again in a moment yeah absolutely I think it's quite a timely discussion this week because the key factor in markets has been the US inflation print which came out yesterday which Paul will be talking about on <coughs> morning markets but essentially why are we talking about this today well inflation is a measure of the rise in price of a basket of goods and services essentially so it's something which central banks in terms of their target are there to act to control so they've got a target in the developed world so the US and the UK of around two to three percent what we're seeing at this point in time is inflation prints higher than what we've seen over the last 10 years and central banks are reacting to this they're looking to control this they've acknowledged the challenge and essentially what they're doing is they're moving one year ahead of where they initially guided in terms of raising interest rates and cutting back on the purchase of, of bonds. So their plan is to stop buying as many bonds from the market and to raise interest rates this year rather than next year, as they guided sort of midway through last year. In recent weeks, we've seen bond markets and equity markets start to adjust towards this. So essentially adjusting towards the fact that we're seeing higher financing costs. So we've seen bond yields move up. We've seen some turbulence within areas which are higher higher leverage so the tech sector in the us is an example of that at present the market is a little bit more aggressive in terms of their thoughts of 
where the Federal Reserve are going to take interest rates. So they're pricing in hikes to come through earlier than when the Fed are expecting and potentially at greater levels at this point in time. So that's why we've seen those moves within the bond market. The print yesterday showed that the headline figure for US inflation was 7.5%. And the market was expecting this to be around 7.3%. So that's a year-on-year increase. On a month-on-month basis, it was up around 0.6%. But really what's driving inflation higher at this point in time, there's a couple of key aspects. One is energy, fuel costs, which we've discussed many times in our recent podcast. So oil and fuel costs were up around 3.8% over the month, up around 36% over the year. That's a story which we've all been familiar with, even here in the UK, and talked about quite a bit. That's about 8% of the basket which the, the CPI print, so the US inflation print, is based off. Other aspects include things like used cars, which again were up 1.5% over the month, and you've also seen wage demand, which is coming through. So at this point in time in the US, you've got 1.7 applications, so 1.7 available jobs for every applicant in the marketplace. So on that basis, you're seeing wage growth starting to come through. It's up around 4% year on year. The anticipation at this stage is we're seeing higher prints now, but we're going to start to see some of these easing as we move through the year. Why? Because one, you've got base effects coming through. So if we think about US inflation around this time last year, that year one year print, it was around one and a half percent. So you're seeing a natural base effect, which we expect to start to, to, to moderate through the year. Also on the supply side of things, we've talked quite a bit about supply chain challenges or the media likes to talk about supply chain challenges. The truth is supply chains are actually running at a, at a, a, a maximum rate. So we've hit records all through last year. If we think about, you know, shipping lanes and, and traffic going through those, shipping lanes have been running absolutely flat out, even when you've had ships trying to go sideways down some of those <laughs> shipping lanes. The challenge is demand is so strong. What Maersk represented yesterday, and Jeff talked about this on Morning Market, is Maersk, Maersk in terms of their forward guidance, which is one of the biggest shipping companies in the world, are expecting significant improvements in both capacity, which will allow us to meet that demand better. I also think just in terms of the capital expenditure which companies have been putting to work through last year to expand their production lines in areas such as semiconductors as well should also have a benefit. So we should start to see that print moderate. I think it's also important just to think about, you know, when we talk about inflation prints, and I'll put this at the start and you can disagree or, or, or not, but we talk about inflation prints, they are a representative or expected to be a representative basket of goods and services which consumers buy. Now, that assumes that you are buying every component of that basket. 93% of US citizens last year didn't buy a used car, so they didn't experience that 50% increase in used car prices. You know, you only experience the impact of higher prices if you are out there buying a new house. Not if you own a house, you've seen your investment value go up and your financing costs come down. So I'm always a little bit cautious when I look at headline inflation prints and wage growth figures and try and net those off because really consumer spending power might actually be a little bit stronger than what that headline would would lead you to suggest. But maybe on that, I'll, I'll just hand across to Chris if you've got anything to add on on the inflation print at this point in time. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, George. Uh, no, I think you gave a, a really good summary there around the inflation print that came out in the US. I guess maybe just one other sort of economic data point that, that's literally just come out this morning 
which I think is quite important because it affects us because it's the UK GDP growth rate. And I also think it's quite important to highlight this because it's actually very positive. So what you saw is the British economy expanded 1% in the final quarter of 2021. Now, that's probably not that interesting in itself. But I think what is interesting is actually look at the full year 2021 and the economy advanced 7.5%. So that compares to a 9.4% fall in 2020. But I think the key stat here, and I'm sure this will get picked up by various different news services, is that GDP is now 0.4% below its pre-pandemic rate. So what does that show you? It shows you strength of the UK economy. It shows you strength of the recovery through the COVID period. You know, we're basically right back near the point of where we were pre-pandemic. And it just shows basically what we've been through, but more importantly, where we are right now. So for me, I think the, George is right. The inflation side of things is, is certainly the biggest driver of returns this week overall. But I do think just as an aside, it's important to reflect on the fact that actually the UK economy is doing well. Yeah, exactly, Chris. And it's it's one of those, you know, you, you, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't, aren't you? Because we've got a, a, a very strong economy at the moment. We've bounced back very quickly. And, you know, the, a lot of media hype, really, for me, and as somebody that sort of looks at this closely and from afar, um, you know, you read the paper and you think, is that the world we're living in? You, you, you look at the news and think, is that really what's going on? Or is this just, a, you know, get a few clicks and stuff? So... We might as well kick on with that, really, and just just start looking at is, is it always worth, you know, yes, read a bit of the news, yes, you know, log on and, and read a bit of the BBC, but is it also, Neil, do you think maybe worth just, you know, listening to the likes of, say, George and Chris, who are living this every day, and from an advisory perspective as well, obviously, you know, with your role in a true potential you you must be guiding a lot of clients through yeah we do times. yeah i mean certainly when there's a little bit of a fluctuation of volatility in the market we get a lot of clients in calling into the central advice team because you know they they have a lot of money invested with ourselves um <clears throat> and just on your previous point with regards to you know should you be listening to a lot of media or should you listen to george and you know chris definitely george and chris because they are the experts um the morning markets video is a fantastic way to keep up with that um that obviously is you know available on the new app so you can view that and have a look and see what you know the comments from uh, george and the like are, are saying about the market but the the we do get a lot of queries into the central advice team um and it's our job really just to assure them that you know any short-term fluctuations in the market how the portfolios work the diversification of the portfolios you may see something on the news about ukraine russia crisis and then have an immediate worry about you know how your investment might have gone down a little bit or might have gone up a little bit and how it's affecting it so yeah definitely watch the morning market video because you get an expert analysis on the um you know which you can relate really to your portfolio yeah, we, we, we talk about the, the morning market videos a lot on the podcast and I, <clears throat> I hope that does translate into views from clients and, and, and listeners because although we touch a lot lighter in, in the podcast today, you know, Monday to Friday we're also doing other features which is looking right in at the, the detail of what's going on in the market. So it, it is one of those. But George as well, just, just on kind of, you know, what what we're looking at in the, 
in the wider market what what should be given clients comfort in you know yes inflation's rising yes you know cost of goods are going up but that isn't necessarily always a bad thing in regards to the, the strength of the uk the strength of the markets yeah i mean there's as chris mentioned you are seeing a you know strong strong economic numbers coming from the uk from the us and in indeed europe as well you know coming out of the pandemic the acceleration which we saw in terms of demand for services moving away from from goods was was extremely strong um i think you know at this point in time a lot of that is translating into earnings um earnings in terms of the us season which we've seen so far over half the us have reported their their earnings and uh, 75% of those who have reported have beaten the market expectations. So in terms of what that's translating to in terms of profit for, for companies, it's it's been strong and profit is a, a significant driver of, of return in terms of um, one, meeting the expectations of which analysts have placed in terms of the value of a company, but also just just given confidence in, in, in the strength of these companies as well. It's also, you know, we talk about bond yields rising. It may not mean a great deal to a lot of people, but essentially what we're talking about is financing costs. And financing costs can impact companies in different ways. If you're a company which is quite highly geared, so you've got a lot of borrowing, then that can be a bit of a challenge. That's why you've seen some turbulence in the technology sector. If you're a bank and you're lending money and you've got higher interest rates, that's actually a much more profitable marketplace to be in. It's also if you're an energy producer, higher oil prices are actually a benefit to your mm. company. So what we look at within the portfolios is, okay, what sort of environment are we in? What sort of environment are we moving into? Which sort of companies are likely to perform best here? How can we tilt our portfolios towards that part of the market? If we're expecting bonds to rise, bond yields move inversely with price. So when we're talking about bonds going up, bond yields going up, we're talking about prices coming down and vice versa so how can we take our portfolios and think about exposing those to an area which is less sensitive to those moves in yeah. in yields so what are the bonds can we hold can we hold company bonds as well as government bonds is there certain government bonds which offer a better return profile also we thought we talk about alternatives and i won't go in great depth but alternatives are Exactly that's an alternative to an equity or to a bond market, giving you a, a slightly different return profile, slightly different um, experience. And we would call that in this environment a diversifier, because at this point in time, if you're seeing yields going up um, and in the bond market, you need something else in there to, to provide a cushion. So, OK, we're talking about inflation. We've been absolutely consumed in inflation discussions for the last two years. I know mm -hmm. it may feel like we're just bringing it more to the fore in terms of our podcast, but we've been watching this very, very carefully for, for a number of years now. And what we're always looking for is the opportunity. And there is always an opportunity out there within a multi-asset portfolio. And that's what we've been tilting our portfolios towards. No, I, I, absolutely, George. And I think Jenny, you've sat patiently and quietly there. So if, if we look at... And we, we were talking about this on the way into the, the, the podcast room this morning, but we've got a number of ways we can help anybody who's maybe struggling with, you know, bills and rising and, and costs. And we were talking about the True Potential Rewards, which is a new um, piece of technology bolted onto our client sites. And I think rather than us just sitting moaning and groaning about, we know fuel costs gone up. We know, mm. you know, the, 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 the cost of Chris's breakfast <coughs> gone up, for example, which he was... <laughs> telling us about just this morning as well but Jenny do you just want to 
kind of cover rewards because I know you're a big avid fan of this and user of this as well so I am I think I covered it as part of the Christmas session that we or the Christmas podcast that we did and told Neil Rayner what your Christmas present was before we actually (laughs) went in um but yeah I think the rewards is a great way of just getting a little bit of cash back so you're not doing anything different you're just logging on to your client site you've got that opportunity to look at your investments check what's going on in the the market videos the money uh, the morning market videos but also then look at what companies are you know linked with the rewards so for the likes of you know if you want to buy a new coat or you know you need to um or you're going on holiday or whatever it is that you might be doing there's always like there's loads of different cashback options on there um so it's better to have say get two percent or you know five percent some of them have even got like 15 20 yeah. percent i think yeah. it's a great it's... point um you know <clears throat> under lockdown especially at the start of lockdown march 20 <clears throat> um we were seeing a lot of people obviously moving um, and working from home now you might be in a hybrid approach but what definitely went up was online shopping yeah um, through the likes of amazon and you know maybe subscriptions to netflix and you know disney plus and that sort of thing in prime um, and i think that with the reward system if you're going to continue that shopping because people are saving in other areas like maybe not spending as much on fuel uh, because they don't come into the office as much then why not get paid on the rewards because you know you're going to buy it anyway, and then you're going to get that reward back into your true potential portfolio. Yeah, l- last night uh, I logged in and just looked at kind of quite topical things, really. So I've, <coughs> I've, I've scribbled these down, but you know, ordering a takeaway. A lot of people, you know, Friday evening they'll order a takeaway. Just eat twenty five percent. So there's you know that's above inflation, twenty five percent. M and S, if you go and do your you know your shopping on a weekend, fifteen percent. Mm. If you do need to make an electronics purchase, Curry's PC World, 25%. If you are lucky enough to go on holiday, airport parking, 45% cashback. So all of these are actually percentages that are beating inflation on things you're going to purchase anyways. But then looking further down the list, the likes of your you know, home entertainment, so your Sky, your Virgin, well, Sky are given £160 cashback. So that could potentially be two or three months for free, yeah. depending on your bill. Plusnet, which is Yorkshire's worst broadband, um, <laughs> £85 back. EE on a mobile phone contract, £93 back. And if we do have any, I don't know if there are many uh, listeners, but I noticed Liverpool Football Club, 8%. Yeah. So again, it's above that you know targeted inflation figure that we'd always say. But if you are still going to football on a weekend, you want to buy a bit of merchandise, and right the way down to Moonpig, you know everyone's going to still post their friends and family birthday cards 15% off again so I kind of looked across the the, the piece really of things that in a month you (coughs) probably will have Mm -hmm. these things coming out of your bank account well what a great way of not just you know buying it through the app but as Jenny said getting it back in as cash but also then getting that cash working for you by it automatically investing so you know Jenny again do you just want to mention about how that works in regards to it auto reinvesting and going into the yeah policy. so as soon as the cashback's being confirmed um obviously you do have that time where you could send something back so it's not an immediate thing that happens but as soon as that provider or that company confirm your cashback um it's then automatically allocated to 
either your ISA or if you've maxed out your ISA it can go into a general investment account or if you'd prefer it can go into the pension um, as a member contribution um, and yeah it just automatically invests as per yeah. you know whichever portfolio you're investing in. I think it's, in. it's good to say as well those are like major brands mm-hmm. yeah. most people yeah. and probably everybody in this room uses those brands they're not you know something that you wouldn't use they are major things that people use on a weekly basis. So you're a Liverpool fan Neil? No <laughs> I think you should Chris closet. cover your ears Chris is an Everton well, fan. Chris is so, an Evertonian you know, so. that's right is yeah. it? Let's that's not start it. trouble. An Evertonian. So the other, the other angle to look at because obviously that's for people who are in a position to make those <coughs> kind of purchases online and stuff but Neil, you know, you, you sit with clients, you do fact finds, which is gathering yeah. facts and information <coughs> on a client before they invest. Yeah. One of the things you've got to look at is income and expenditure, and I'm sure you've had a lot of tough conversations about, I see you've got a mem- membership at the gym. Do you go to the gym? Yeah. Do you, should you cancel that? Can you invest <coughs> it? Well, yeah, I mean, it's a great point. Um, the first thing is have your finances reviewed regularly. Um, mm. You know, it's a, it's a great point. The great thing about the central advice team is um, once you're in that arena, once you're dealing with us direct, if you like, you can speak to an advisor any time, just book an appointment. Um, and the things that we go through on a fact finder is, you know, income and expenditure typically, um, making sure people have got enough money to live off. But also as well, um, just regards to my last point, people are saving, you know, they're saving more money. There's a lot of uh, money in, in cash accounts doing nothing. Um, and we can see what we call NDI, which is net disposable income. So we can see that free money that people have every month. And we can have then conversations about what are you doing with it? You know, do you want to put something to save? Um, where is it accumulating? It's accumulating in the bank. Okay, did you know you're not getting much return on that at this moment in time? Because, you know, as we all know, bank rates, cash rates are, are low. Um, and then we have the conversation with them about the portfolios. Um, would you like to set up a regular direct debit? You've got X amount of money per month. Let's put it towards your future. Let's build that goal. Um, and obviously with the technology as well, they're in touch so they can see it instantly on their phone. Yeah, absolutely. I know it's something I try and do often, but probably not enough, which is, you know, you, you, you log in the bank and you look at all of those payments going out and you think, right, didn't realise Sky was up to £120 a month. You know, they, they do creep up and also you look at it and you think, well, do I really need that? Do I yeah. really need to pay every month for that? Am I using it? And yeah. you know, we always use the gym membership as a good example, but even the likes of mobile phone contracts and, you know, utility contracts, you mm-hmm. can review them, you can go online and, you know, compare the market mm-hmm. of, of, of of a range of providers. Now and it's almost too easy to switch. You know, some 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 companies will do it for you, which is you pop your details in just, and they'll they'll go and get you the best yeah. deal, which just, just the point about the financial review, I noticed under under lockdown especially, you know, I signed up, with, we all did for maybe some subscription to online, maybe, you know, I've had Netflix for years, but you might have signed up to Disney Plus. I've got my nephews who use that a lot. And what I also noticed under lockdown is they sneakily crept those prices up. Mm-hmm. So your, your, your Disney Plus might have started off at five ninety nine, but now it's seven ninety nine. you know. And once you put your subscription services together and add them up, they can, you know, top up to quite a bit. Um, so the point of having that financial review is to see, oh, God, did you know that you've got X amount coming out? Um, and also just spending habits as well. I mean, if I look at my bank account and I see £3.20 to Sainsbury's, £7.20 to Sainsbury's, £6.40 to Sainsbury's, it's a debit card, and you don't really think of the actual monthly spend. So it is a good opportunity to review your finances. Yeah, the, well, again, Jenny, you were mentioning about <coughs> a, a colleague who uses the impulse save after quitting smoking and there's a good yeah. good story behind that twofold obviously but you know they're saving money and 
Definitely just Save yeah, the money the money that we're yeah. spending on cigarettes they're just impulse saving. Yeah. And the frequency so. of it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially a habit like, you know, packing in packing in smoking and then putting that money into the, the market each day, mm-hmm. you know, you get a compounding effect. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Definitely. twenty cigarettes, how much do they cost Oof. these days? I wouldn't know. More than ten pounds I'd guess. Probably. Probably. Yeah. It's not bad as if you put you know ten pounds a day into the market as opposed yeah. to smoking it all away. Mm-hmm. So, Chris, we'll we'll bring you in. I know you, you you're sitting patiently at at home there. So, um, g- give us a couple of your experiences because you you've got it probably at another extreme than we do in the northeast of England because prices are higher in London. But you were telling us all about your breakfasts. <laughs> I, I was so this morning. Um, there's a, a really good article by Fidelity and what Fidelity look at is they basically look at the rising cost of food and what they look at is different components. So they look at coffee, milk, sugar, orange juice, oats and wheat. So they use wheat as for toast. And uh, basically there's, there's different indices around each of these components. And what it looks at is how they've moved since September 2018 to, to now. And actually, when you look at it, breakfast is 80% more expensive compared to September 2018, just looking at those indices. And I think, you know, the, the reality is, is that that food is becoming more expensive. You know, obviously, you saw the Tesco chairman uh, this weekend, you know, talking about how they've tried to keep food inflation under control. But unfortunately, they are going to have to raise prices and you'll see that coming through over the next three months. I think food's quite a difficult one in the sense that it tends to affect people on lower incomes more in the sense that people who are on a lower income tend to spend more as a proportion of their income on food in the sense that obviously food is essential to live. It's something that you must have. Um, So in that sense, I think, you know, that that could be quite challenging. But I guess maybe for me, you know, probably the key question that people who are watching this are asking themselves is, you know, how could this cost of living crisis, if you want to call it a crisis, in the UK, how could that affect my investments? And I think really the the key thing for me is that the reality is, is that the UK consumer right now is quite strong. You know, if you look at savings levels, the, the latest stuff that came out from the Office of National Statistics said that in the UK, the average consumer has 9% more savings compared to pre-pandemic. So what does that mean? It means that people do have a, a small cushion of money there that can potentially help during when prices are elevated. And I think the second thing is, and this is a really important one as well, is that you know prices won't be elevated forever. You know a lot of what's happening now around higher prices coming through, it's it's really a temporary phenomena. You know the reality is is you've got higher food prices, you've got some supply chain constraints there, but as George said, no, they are they've significantly improved from last year. You've got higher energy prices coming through, but that's because of significant demand overall. You've got oil at ninety dollars a barrel. And then I think the other thing as well is you've got maybe some higher wage demands coming through. You know, if you you work at Tesco or Sainsbury or something like that, you've got people there demanding higher wages because there aren't as many people within the workforce. But obviously, as COVID 
moves away, which, which in reality is starting to do. I need to be a little bit careful about saying that, but it is starting to do. The reality is more and more people will come back into the workforce, which means that actually what you then see is the power of the employee versus the employer. It's not such a, a different distribution like you're seeing right now. So I think for me, a healthy consumer, uh, I think as well as that, you've got a lot of these factors are temporary. And I think that's that's really, really important things to take away from today. Yeah, I think, Chris, the, 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 the temporary word you've used there is probably quite fitting because I think that it kind of leads us into the last section for us to discuss, really, which is, you know, everybody's looking at longer term investing, you know, for example, looking around the table, our retirements aren't imminent, um, you know, and for most of our investors, it's the same. And it's about, you know, staying calm, staying in your seat, all those kind of words that we've seen played out before throughout the pandemic <clears throat> and we're, we're almost still replaying the same thing which is you know neil you wouldn't give advice to somebody who's looking to invest for 12 months for example it's no. it's longer term investing and, and maybe just you know take that a, a little bit further neil which is yeah definitely it's um it is medium to long term so it's it's past 12 months um you wouldn't sort of invest for a minimum term more than that you'd probably just keep that in the bank um just regards to the volatility, I mean, having discussions with clients was was very much so in in when you know I know Chris is talking about what's coming to the end of you know the the virus, but you know it's a it's it's um, less dangerous. But it, in March twenty, when it really hit, um, that's when we've seen some you know more serious conversations with investors and clients who quite understandably were worried about their investments, and that involved just a bit of education on how long term investments work. Um, volatility in the market, how we manage it within the portfolios. George was talking about the the diversification with the different asset classes. You know, the independent investment people who look after it and look at the different assets within those portfolios. George was talking about purchasing different types of bonds or using different types of bonds. Um, that just goes to show that the the management and the professionalism of the portfolios. Um, and to really replay that to clients to say, you know, we regularly review this. This is our job. Um, leave your money with the experts, you know, don't go out of the market, which we have seen, you know, very few people do, but obviously suffer because they've not had that bounce back. And just to reiterate the, the real sort of story, um, investing is for the medium to long term. Mm -hmm. And um, that's our job to look after your to your money. I think it's sometimes very hard to, you know, when you log into your client site and you do see that dip. Yeah. But I think, again, that's why the, the morning market videos are, are so important because you're getting that update each morning to kind of let you know what's going on and why we've seen, you know, maybe a dip. Yeah. Um, and if you if you look at, you know, the portfolio's track record, you know, okay, you've got volatility, but look at the shape of them. Mm -hmm. the, yeah. the shape is you've made a positive return on your investment. We're talking about UK inflation, in the December print at 5.4%. It could be slightly higher in the next print because of the energy moves. We know that, we've discussed that many times, but that central bank target <clears throat> is somewhere between two to 3%. Over the last 10 years, we've sat slightly below that range. So um, if we think about an environment where we're going from two to 3% to 5.4%, which is considered to be a very high level. If we think about our balanced portfolio on an annualized basis since we launched, they've delivered just under 7% after your portfolio charges. So, you know, the way to combat inflation is not to have your money sat in cash. And this, yeah, I'm careful around advice here, but it's not to sit in cash. You've got to be invested in financial assets in order to generate a return. Um, so, you know, take that, that, that inflation number 
in context of what could be, you know, what, what's been achieved in, in, in investment markets. Yeah, it's very important. Obviously, you, you've always got a rainy day fund. You've always got your emergency cash there, mm-hmm. which you need. Um, but obviously make your, your, your money work for it. I think the great thing is as well, which is what we were talking about, whether we're talking about the portfolios, whether we're talking about the commentary, whether we're talking about the valuation and the diversification, everything is available on the app now. Mm-hmm. You know, the launch of our new app. Um, if people go on there, you can see the morning market video straight away. You can see this podcast. You can see the portfolio and also the different asset classes within there. And on, you can also see how it's, how it's working. You can also see rewards. Yes. <laughs> well, I think the main message from us is really just don't stop saving. You know, you, you, <coughs> you, yes, it's, you know, hopefully what Chris said, temporary. That's hopefully where we're, we're at a stage of some uncertainty, but, you know, shop around, save where you can, look to cut things down where you can. I think that's probably a, a good yeah. piece of overall, not advice, but guidance to clients, yeah. Neil. So we'll we'll wrap up in our usual fashion. Chris, I'll, I'll come to you first. Um Weekend plans, I assume, in London? Uh, yeah, I'll be... So, let me think what I'm doing. Uh, well, probably quite a few things, actually. I'm I'm engaged to my girlfriend, so she is exceptionally keen to discuss wedding plans. So, <laughs> I suspect the conversation for every hour of the whole of the weekend may well focus around that. Um, and then other than that, I'm also buying a house in London as well. So uh, we're going to go and look at a couple of houses. So um, actually, yeah, some some quite big events for me coming up. It took you a couple of minutes to think there, Chris, and then all of a sudden you've got the best plans ever. You know, <laughs> buying a house and planning a wedding. So, um, it is, it, they are the best plans ever. Of course. And, my and, my and girlfriend's of course upstairs, from, by the way. <laughs> well, congratulations to you and to Moira uh, from obviously all of your colleagues at True Potential and all of the listeners as well on on their behalf, I guess. So Thank you. Have, a great, have a great weekend, Chris. Um, Neil, I'll, I'll turn to you. What What's your plans? Um, I'm out in Newcastle tonight, actually. So the customer care team have got a night out. Um, so we're going to go for a few beers in Newcastle and something to eat. Um, and then probably a, a quiet one, see how I'm feeling on Saturday morning. I might get out, like George, we've both got mountain bikes, so I might get out on the bike and do a good 20k just to sweat something out on Friday night. So, and yeah. is, the, is it going to be drink then food in that order, or is it going to be food then Who drink? knows, Greg? Who, a big difference. Who knows? I'm really interested as to what Chris has for his breakfast, but, you know, that's a different <laughs> conversation, isn't it, really? George, over to yourself. Um, I've got my I've got my friend uh, coming up from from London. Um, Chris is my friend from London, but it's not Chris this <laughs> weekend. Um, so meeting meeting them tonight. I haven't seen them for, for for a while, so I'm looking forward to that. Cool, Jenny. What are you up to? Quiet one for me. Not really got any plans. I'm quite excited to not have any plans. So yeah. Brilliant. Well, I'll get out on the bike as well now. That's why she hasn't got any plans. uh, I, too, have a mountain bike, so I might get on my mountain bike and I might join you on a cycle somewhere, Neil, if you're up for that. You might have to try and keep up. So I think that's that's us, everybody. So thanks for joining me. And I think to all of our listeners, thank you for staying the course and still being with us at the end. So key messages from us as I've, I've jotted down, you know, don't stop. Keep going. It's war of attrition out there at the moment but keep saving what you can look for the best deals out there and of course get on your app and and use the rewards so from myself and the team thank you um and as ever please remember to subscribe and like the video thank you
Subscribing to the True Potential YouTube channel is quick and easy. Simply go to the channel on your desktop or through the YouTube app on your phone and click the subscribe button. You can then press the notification bell symbol if you wish to be notified as and when new videos are released. Doing this is a great way to keep yourself updated with market developments and personal finance insights. Thank you to everyone who has subscribed and we look forward to continuing to help you do more with your money.